G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Mike. And I'm Dale. And we're here for our review and rank series of 2021. And today's all about one of the big hitters, Dale, Ukraine. Mm. Well, let's have a talk about Ukraine, shall we? Ukraine returns for their 16th appearance at Eurovision since debuting in 2003. Mm. A little later than some of the other Eastern European countries, I noticed. Yeah, but they certainly came with a bang in those 2000s. They were my favourite country of that decade. They, did, they didn't muck around. They won it in 2004. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good result, isn't it? And in fact, they've won it twice. They still have a 100% qualification record. Uh, in fact, one of only two countries at this point that still do. We won't mention who the other one is, Dale. <laughs> <laughs> the last decade has been pretty good for Ukraine. Um, we've seen a win. We've seen four other top 10 finishes. Uh, uh, and that only leaves three others that are outside the top 10. So mm. that's pretty good. Now, there was a couple of non-participations. We did have 2015 due to the Crimea crisis. Mm-hmm. And then we had the 2019 withdrawal due to their own own goal and their selection <laughs> process, whatever that was. Whatever that, those witch trials. Uh, exactly. Yep. So, look, ultimately and superpower, really, we're talking about here at Eurovision Ukraine and an excellent record. 15 out of 15 qualifiers in a row is insane. We've done four, and we think we're pretty good. Exactly. (laughs) So who have they got for this one? Who's keeping the run going, you reckon, this year? Let's see if they'll keep the run going. It is Go A and Shum. Well, let's talk about Go A. They are an electric folk band from Kiev, and they formed back in 2012. So they have been around for some time. Um, Their name actually means, in their own interpretation, of return to the roots, which is combining the English word go with the Greek letter alpha, Mm -hmm. which symbolizes the beginning of everything. So coming back to the the very start of, I guess, what they see as music for for their nation. And you can hear that in their sound, I think. That's good. Uh, 2015, they won a national competition and they got some um, charts from that point. They released music throughout the next few years and then they had a breakthrough for international um, audiences with the 2020 national final Vidbur for Ukraine, which they won by taking out both the jury and the televote with Solovey, their song for last year. Obviously, we know it was cancelled and they're invited back to go in it this year again. It was an internal selection with three songs to choose from. Now, Shum was apparently written not with Eurovision in mind because it did borrow heavily from some folk music of the past, which did need a little revamp after it was chosen. And they've said that this is more of a sequel of the original Shum, taking out those um, folk music things that would make it not necessarily original music. <laughs> okay, so they basically just had a completely new song. <laughs> a, sequel, a sequel. No, I would say it was... I like the word sequel because yeah, there's a lot too. of elements that are the same, Yes, but they've certainly revamped it to make sure it uh, obeys the rules of Eurovision, um, but still keeping the same kind of uh, theme of the original song. 
Definitely, definitely. All right, I guess we should talk about some of the pros here, Dale. I have to say the band are bringing something here that is totally different and unique to this competition. And it's and, and I love that. I love that. They don't shy away from their heritage. They don't shy away from what they do. So therefore, this will stand out and this will be in people's memories. <laughs> love it or hate it. Either way, you are going to remember this. Yeah, nothing else sounds like this. <laughs> nothing else sounds no. like this. We talk about originality. We yeah. talk about standing out at Eurovision a lot. And this absolutely stands out. Um, we have heard other songs that use this like white music, um, this very Eastern sound like Tulia from Poland mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. That to me still had this pop sensibility about it. This is this EDM just on its own planet kind of thing that you just would never hear unless you it was in Eurovision and that's what people tune in for Eurovision for I totally agree it is high impact there's a lot of impact happening here throughout <laughs> the song now and you're right you've touched on the white voice and everything it's very unique in its vocal delivery now whether that's going to be everyone's cup of tea we might get to a little later but it also has this incredibly lively tempo which just builds throughout the whole thing as well into mm. the point of the culmination of the song um which could go either way as well <laughs> but the thing is i like about it is that you just don't know where the song is going mm. if you this is, if this is the first time you're listening to this song you, you where is it what's happening now where's mm. this going what's mm. happening so that, as for a competition sense i think that's really very clever Cl- very clever yeah i love that i've written down here that driving dance beat like it is something uh, i don't even know how to describe it but that edm element like it just projects and propels this song forward the whole way through and then other stuff happens around Mm. it it's the real kind of solid basis of the song and that just keeps you engaged because like this is big but like at a party in europe at five in the morning in australia this is going to get your attention with that driving dance beat Oh, this is going to be like another shot of caffeine for me when this one kicks in, I'm pretty sure. Um, also want to mention, we did see at Vidber uh, 2020 that they can, they're compelling live mm. somehow. <laughs> Don't ask me how Ukrainian woman deadpan staring at me mm. through camera works, mm. but it does. And particularly when you put it through that Eurovision lens... This is what, I don't know what I certainly would tune in to be seeing. This is very Eurovision, but it's done in a very clever and modern way. Number one, they know staging well, and I totally agree. They know staging well, and particularly with camera. Now, we always talk about staging. We think about big props and lighting and LEDs LEDs. and whatever. They know what shot to choose, when to look down that camera, when to stare at it, when to make an impact, Mm. they know that you can't teach that stuff. And they're so good at that. But also, not only that, you can see in their video, they know how to do striking images. That one with the way they're dressed and the way they tapped into COVID, but also with this like underhanded like Chernobyl thing going on as well. Really, really clever. Yeah. I've got to say, I don't think with the staging, you need that much with this. No, you don't. I just think with the right color palette, they're compelling with the right kind of outfits. this, This should just really work. Outfit, stare, EDM, good shots, done. Yeah, exactly. Don't overdo it. Oh, some LEDs would be nice. Yeah, yeah, good, good LEDs. Good LEDs. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, let's talk about the drawbacks. We feel very positive about we Ukraine. Are. I'm surprised. Gushing about. Let's this talk one. about drawbacks, Michael. You can start. 
Um, look, for all, again, it's one of those ones, for all the strengths we talk about in this song, it, it, it can be the drawbacks as well. Let's be honest, it's it's an odd genre for people <laughs> that not everyone's going to get. Mm. Um, and then you put that with, you know, the the very unique kind of vocal and the very frenetic ending that comes with it. It just could put people offside straight mm. away, you know. White music is just too out there for a lot of people. And we have seen that in the past as well. We have seen NQs from this. Um, Particularly, I feel, with the juries. Like, I feel like with a televote, you can capture an audience of 10% and that can get you through. You don't need to appeal to 90%. Yeah. But with a jury of five, you only need a couple not to like this or to go with this, and it destroys your jury vote pretty quickly. So you don't have much room, and there's not much hiding room with the jury, so I definitely have big question marks about how it's going to go. They're going to need the whole overall package to really come together to make that impact. Yes, I've written here jury weakness, because ultimately I think jurors will have to vote for this on overall package and impression, because it's not going to appeal to everybody as a song and as a vocal. So therefore, your only place you're really going to get it is from overall impression. So that staging becomes very important. I'll pick up on your your point about the white voice. Um, this is very different to Tulia. Let's and it I know, I know it that's is. the obvious mm. comparison. It is very very different. Um, but it wasn't embraced, and we saw that Tulia was not embraced at all. It went out in the semi-finals, just, just, just. But it did still go out. True, there. true. So you know, this is this a pan-European, universal kind of sound? No, um, unfortunately, it's not. So there is inherent weakness in the tally vote, possibly as well. True. Look, there's a little bit more, I think, to hang on to Tulia as well. And they just went out, but they did go out in a semi-final nowhere near as strong as this. Mm. So that is another factor too. I do think they will stand out in this semi-final though. Like, I do think they will. And I like where they are in the running order. I think mm-hmm. it's going to work really well for them. And I do think... I do think they're safely through. I will say a, a drawback to me is talking more about the grand final. I'm thinking ahead here. Oh, yeah. I think when you get to the 26, I'm not sure this will stand out as much as we think it will. Oh, gosh, yes, it will. <laughs> 26 is a lot of songs to get through. Yeah, there's not many people wailing at you in Ukraine. No, then. <laughs> you, you won't forget it, but I don't think people will pick up their phones as much as they will mm. in that semifinal. No, I kind of agree with you. Because yeah. there's a lot of the same genre in that semifinal. There's, there's 26 of a grand final where there's a lot of things thrown at you and there's this other thing you're not so special in a grand final mm-hmm. as you are in a semi. So could get through but could be a disappointing grand final result. Yeah, fair enough. I'm not going to argue with that. All right. All right, let's move on to the Aussie Vision team. Unless you had any more drawbacks you wanted to talk about? Oh, I think I've skewered it enough. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about the Aussie Vision team. The 17 contributors did vote, including us two here. We ranked the 38 songs, not including Australia. And this is coming at... Oh, I reckon this might go okay. Number six. Oh, wow. Yeah. That time. Yeah. Oh, forget everything I said about the negative. <laughs> I know. But look, look, we are Euro fans, and yeah. I do think Euro fans are more forgiving of Definitely. a different genre rather than your average Australian fan. We've been exposed to that band already for a year now, mm. so we kind of knew what we were going to get. But they did well last year, and they did well in the SBS thing last year as well. Mm. And I do think Australians and a lot of other Westerners go for like, oh, this is Eurovision. Yeah. And it's kind of fun and EDM dance beat. Mm-hmm. And look, it was... 10 of the team of the 15 that we know because we don't know each other's ranking yet 10 of them put in the top 10 that's fantastic that's amazing I know only one person put it in the 30s one person put in the 20s 
the rest all in the teens. Wow. They are some high votes. That is really high for, for, for a culture you might think may not get it yeah. in, in inverted commas. That's really, really good. We've gone for a big time. And we're going to hear from a couple of the Odds Division mm. team. We're going to go for one of our positive um, reviewers, which is Miles and Steve, who is more on the lower ranks. G'day, Dale. G'day, Mike. Pardon the purring cat in the background. But Shum, now that's what I call Eurovision. This is a song that brings the best of Eurovision to the table. It brings Ukrainian for a full song for the first time in Eurovision history. It brings interesting instrumentation. It brings a thumping bass. What the hell? Where'd that come from? I just think this is the sort of thing we should be celebrating and encouraging at Eurovision instead of just sort of generic English ballads. They, they can work at the best of times, but this is pure Eurovision. This is pure Eurovision. And uh, Go A just seemed like such a cracking team as well. I loved Solovey. It was mad and it was Ukrainian and it was terrific. So Shum deserves all that and more. I didn't mind the revamp either. Although I can definitely see the appeal of this song for some, it combines a series of genres, kind of electro, folk, techno, hip-hop, that really just aren't my bag at all. Um... I don't mind the fact that the song is in Ukrainian on all four national languages, but the lyrics here are very repetitive and there's not much of a story being conveyed, in my opinion, in this song. Um, I can see it's, it's catchy. I can see we'll have fans, but yeah, this is 100% not my kind of thing. Well, I think... I think Miles has kind of hit it on the head here. We see a Eurovision song here. We see a Eurovision performance, and it really does sort of capture the essence of the competition for us as Australians. Um, the Ukrainian language is a positive. And even Steve said the Ukrainian language is a massive positive here. But it's just not his kind of thing, and I don't think he's going to be the only person on the night that says that. There's going to be a lot of people in the same boat as Steve, and it's like, what is that noise? Yeah, <laughs> That is exactly. what they're going to say. Isn't it? Doesn't it translate to actual noise? Probably. <laughs> I don't know, but it probably does. Um, but also, I, I love what Miles is saying, and I loved his term of pure vision, mm. because I think this is what a lot of Australians particularly tune into SBS on the night to see something like this. So however it goes, wonderful to see it there. Yeah, totally agree. Let's kick into our infamous rap and ranks now, Dale. Like, I personally like that Ukraine has chosen a very different and challenging entry. Um, however, I feel it might be just a little too left field for some of the juries and some of the televoters, so therefore I'm not seeing a top, top score here. But having said that, uh, um, I can't see them not making the grand final. I think this is cruising through to the, uh, the semi-final. Um, and I just hope it stands out and hopefully they get a good result because this is the sort of stuff we really, really enjoy seeing. And I've ranked it 17th. Not bad. Not bad at all. I like a lot of songs this year, though. True. It is hard. It's a very in-depth year. Mm. Look, there's lots I like about this. Um, it stands out. The EDM, the folk, the Ukrainian language. I'm loving it. That last minute, particularly, it's. I find it magic. Mm. I think it's fantastic. Um, look, I expect a staging delivery. I expect to really like it. They always just find a way to make something happen. There were some question marks when this first this song first came out. Mm -hmm. Ooh, will this non this qualification thing come to an end? And as I hear more and more of the songs, they all came out. I was like, no, nah, I don't no. think so. I think you're safe. Which is a rem this is one of the most remarkable achievements in Eurovision history. If they can qualify again, 
Look, I really, really, really like it. Uh-huh. I don't love it. Oh. And you got to. I've got to love it to make my ten. So it is outside there, but it is growing. It was fourteenth when I oh. ranked this. It's creeping into my ten soon, though. It is growing on me a lot, and I really think I could. I could definitely elevate it when I see the life. Yeah, I've had a bit of a roller coaster with this one. Mm. I had it really high, and then as other songs came out, it dipped, and then it's come back up again because. I really see the quality and the... I don't know. There's almost a joy in it. I don't mm. know if they're supposed to be. <laughs> it's it's kind of like aggressive and fun yeah. and light and dark at the same time. I want to dance around in the snow or something. Yeah, Go to a good bush doof to yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what we call it here in Australia. You go out and have a dance party in the bush. It's called a bush doof. And it's definitely got that vibe. It's got it. that vibe, but in Ukrainian, for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, look, are you on the bush doof? Train, <laughs> do you want to see this do well? And have you ranked this as high as the Aussie Vision team? Let us know at Aussie Vision Net across all our socials. And make sure you subscribe and leave us a review on the podcast channels. It does help people find us during this busy Eurovision season. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us again, guys. All right, see you later.